did did you guys ever make a scarecrow in your life? No. What? Who does that? Hmm. Um, I did it. I did it one time. Where did you grow really? up? Really? I grew up in Pennsylvania, but uh, my f- my f- cousins had uh, a, a house that had like a bit more land, and there was like an or- orchard uh, orchard adjacent to it, orchard adjacent yeah. to it, and uh, so we had like a bunch of. Uh, space to run around and do whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, we decided to build scarecrows one <laughs> October uh, with some old clothes, and it was fun. I had a lot of fun making them scarecrows. What was your scarecrows wearing? Uh, just some old clothes. <laughs> just a co- just some old. <laughs> just basically, like we I had. filled some old clothes yeah. with some leaves. So I was thinking something okay, sure. like very specific, like I don't know, like a halter top, a choker, um, yeah. like yeah. a bohemian yeah. skirt. Something for the fall season. <laughs> really just bring it in. You guys ever made oh, a I mean, scarecrow? I, uh, yeah, I'm from Indiana, so it's a pretty standard tradition. What uh, is it? At the age of 13, every boy is tasked with making a scarecrow. And then burning it, right? That represents their biggest fears. Yeah, what? it's kind of like... Is it like a farmy bar yeah, mitzvah? Right? You dress it, yeah. You dress it in whatever you think represents like you don't want to become. So a lot of times it's like a fancy businessman <laughs> or like a person with a Bluetooth headsuit, and then you go out into the field and you go, "Yeah, scarecrow, yeah, what? I want no part of you." And then you burn the entire cornfield down. And if the scarecrow also burns, you're blessed with a good life. Hmm. And if not, like you a- turn into a corporate shill. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm getting the hang of this. I think, I think <laughs> if I remember correctly, uh, you're supposed to burn scarecrows in Indiana because crows actually hold uh, several positions in office. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly enough, not Department of Agriculture. You'd think it would be that one. No, no. They're wheeling and dealing in the finance department, guys. <laughs> uh, so, so you know, it's from like normal to occult, really. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah it might be fake news, guys. It might be fake news, but I heard Mike Pence might be thirty crows that teamed up. Thirty crows in a, in a scarecrow. I would like politics a lot more if everyone was just birds in a big coat. Because I'd be like, yeah, this is great. I can get behind birds. I really can. Like, especially if you're crows and there stuff. There was, the, yeah. What's the? There was that weird time where where Pence gave a, a speech and he was like. I have all these things to say about abortion and women's rights. And also, can people please keep leaving small piles of corn around? <laughs> please, keep, please, small piles of corn. Just, like, around randomly, but not on the road, please. Not I on the road, please. I prefer dry corn, but well, I'll take wet. Wet is good. Yeah, that's We will fine. take whatever we can get. We are legion. We are Mike Pence. Do no cream corn. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stress this enough. I am not uh, thirty crows in old clothes. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sam the Eagle from the Muppets is Republican, but I would vote for him. How? Okay, um, he's a military. Right. I want to talk about all the Muppets' man. political affiliations. He's a military now. man. Okay, okay, I, but I don't like the way that he uh, he he says you are all weirdos, and I think that that's not very inclusive. You know, I I know mm. that the Muppets are weirdos, but I'm on the weirdo side if that's the case. And he's the one well, that's like kind of separate from that. I think he'd be a good leader, um, but I don't like his uh, his policy. I wonder if we could soften him with like a good VP. I wonder who we put up with him though. Scooters. Okay. Well, all right. So you bounce out. Uh, definitely. Uh, yeah, Snookums. Uh, mm, Snookums maybe. Okay. Well, all right. Scooter is the solid VP go. pick, man. He Scooter is, is really good in the show. Oh, my God. Scooter is really, really good choice there. 
Holy shit, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, I, mean, comes, you, I, you, you got, I mean, that's basically he's the, basically the VP of the Muppet Show. Kermit's the face. He's the president. You're right. I think the the rival ticket though. Let's hear, it's probably the two old dudes. What are their names? I can't remember their names now. <laughs> Statler yeah. and Waldorf. <laughs> Uh, I think it's one of them. No, you know what it is? I think it's the male pig from Pigs in Space. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, no. Like, sure, sure. No one really is super and, into, but they have to just kind of go with Rizzo it. And Rizzo the Rat. And then also they got Pepe. Pepe. I was say Rizzo. I think they got Pepe the Shrimp to get like the span. Oh, the next I fucking love Pepe. Okay. I would vote for Pepe. Yeah, yeah. totally. Here's all right. So, Electric Teeth, uh, Doc, Dr. Sorry, Doctor Teeth, Electric Mayhem, all super progressive. They're Green Party. Oh, sure. I, think they're, I think they're probably Green Party. You think they're Green Party? Yeah. Okay, because I, I think Sam Eagle's actually like either neocon or like libertarian, libertarian for sure. Yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. Right. I think who is who are the conservatives of the Muppet Party? Hmm. Miss Piggy, Miss Piggy, I think, is a stealth one. Yeah, Ooh, that's I was going to say Miss Piggy could be. Yeah, although you know, I, I think, think she's she's too, she's too. I I I don't know if the conservatives hold enough uh, women values for Miss Piggy to get on board with that. You mean, you're right. Yeah, she's yeah. the type of person that if you get in her face, she's gonna she's gonna push back. She's an independent you know? woman. Yeah, you're but right. I, but I also see that being something of a detractor, where she doesn't she won't be able to see that other people don't want to be in her position. So I would think that she would lean more conservatively than we might expect. I think you're right. Um, That's true. I, I think stealth conservative is a good bet. Fozzie is maybe no. Maybe I was like going to say Fozzie. Gonzo because he's got a like weird sex perversion, but he hides it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gonzo like totally has his own like anti-war album out there somewhere. He is <laughs> yeah. definitely of yeah, the hippie yeah. generation. I'm yeah. seeing it. I think I think Ralph is a swing voter. <laughs> Ralph is like like you can put him on either party. Like he's kind of like I just want to have a guy I can drink a beer with, but also he kind of cares about like dog rights. Right. He's, so he's, he's got go a jazz way. side. So you know. Yeah, there's uh, a little rebellion. Is, I want to break this whole thing down so bad. Skeeter is an amazing pick, though. Skeeter's Skeeter is a great. Really good one. It's Scooter, right? It's wait. Scooter. Oh, we're thinking of Skeeter. No, Scooter and Skeeter. There's Skeeter. Skeeter is the is sister. The sister from? Isn't that from Muppet Babies? Muppet yeah, Babies. Muppet so. Babies only. Does she though, right? only exist in the Muppet Babies universe? Yeah, I think yes. So. What happened to her? She was just created oh, for the Muppet Babies. But, no. Oh my God, guys! But that means Skeeter never lived past infancy. If that's, that's wait, canon, what? then where did what happened to Skeeter? That's what I'm saying. She didn't make it past like it. age yeah. six. Holy shit, that's dark. Oh my, oh god, my god, I don't know. Maybe oh, she's I don't still like this with at all. that nanny. This lady. got really dark. <laughs> the nanny like kidnapped her and took her away. Is nobody mentions it. I, I mean, like, I guess they all grew up together, so maybe they don't quite remember, but like, it, he lost his twin. It wasn't just his sister. Scooter and Skeeter were like the same. There was an episode. It's a lost episode of that show where <laughs> where the nanny did join a cult and she started trying to get all the Muppet baby kids to join the cult with her. And Skeeter did get into she was real into it. Oh, she, yeah. She well, I think the cult was revolving around if I remember correctly, Paul, it was revolving around something magical in the closet. Yeah. That there were like portals in the closet that could take them to faraway places. Right. They, they wanted to get back. Cause I think because they couldn't get back to the Indiana Jones world and they wanted to get back there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they wanted to get back to the and she was doing, rock, Yeah, she was trying Jones. to do some like blood sacrifices. And it, she saw she saw Indiana Jones 2 and she was a little, you know, she got a little too into it. She was doing a little Kali Ma. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, I think Nanny 
I think Nanny took Skeeter with her, and Skeeter was never seen again because she's she went to Sea Org. Yeah, maybe there was like some. I can see cultism because then I could see why they pointedly avoid talking about it. Yeah. Um, for as much as we don't pay attention to Scooter and his overall story, I think that Skeeter would be a large part of it, um, if only if only a little bit, because Muppet lore goes back so far and so long that oh, there's I there would be a photo uh, somewhere or like something. Well, I think we got to scan. I think yeah. we need to scan the movies and the shows now, and we need to really look and see if there's any like missing posters or like a milk carton or something like that with her with her on it. <laughs> there's some missing Muppets. I mean, Robin hasn't been seen. <laughs> Rob. Nephew Robin hasn't been seen in like 15 years. You're right. He was lost when he went to uh, the, uh, what is that? Emmett Otters. Wait, is he in? I think maybe Kermit <laughs> is, he is in Emmett Otters? Emmett Otter. I, I think, I think Kermit's just in Emmett Otters. I think I made that up. Yeah. I, I don't think Robin is. Robin is missing and we need to find him. He went with the Fraggles. I bet you That's anything. That's where he because went. That's, yep. he made friends with the... F- what? No, the Fraggles don't cross over Shut with the Muppets, up. do you they? Seen Are a you Muppet an idiot? Family Christmas. Yeah, you're an idiot. The with- best song wow. of Christmas? Pass it on. The Fraggles are in Muppet yes, Christmas? Muppet yeah, Christmas. what? They go and they find the rabbit, uh, the Fraggle hole, and they go inside and, like, just immediately, uh, Robin is totally engrossed in this world. They gave him, like, a special pebble that he yeah. passes on to Grover. Yeah, it's a big yeah. deal, man. Whoa. And they whoa. eat the dozer shit. Okay. They eat the dozer like castle things. Yeah. You know, little, like, little sticks. They love them. Fraggles no, I, I know are the Fraggles conservatives. Are. No, 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 we no. know that. The Muppets th- eat them too. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Fraggles are the most hippies out of the entire thing. No freaking, oh, okay, yeah. The dozers okay, are the conservatives <laughs> because they're easy. Yeah. yeah, but in, the, in, in that scenario, the dozers... The dozers are just trying to do their job. Hey, and the Fraggles yeah. okay. keep right. okay. They're exploiting too, the land too. there. And, and that's okay, true, but like, true, true. The, the, the Fraggles, their entire song is about work your, or like, you know, uh, dance your cares away uh, and, and whatnot. And the Sunshine dozers talk about work your cares away. Yep. So I think yeah. that there's the, I wouldn't even consider it a liberal versus conservative movement. I, I would talk about um, almost like a, 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 a youthful uh, devil may care versus the reality of corporate life. Mm, this right. is the utopia of what it is. All right, so <laughs> guys, a few things I'm going to drop on you right now. They're going to blow. They're going to blow your mind. Yeah. All right. Factoid number one: Who do you think performed Skeeter for her first couple seasons? But Howie Mandel. What? What? Howie does it. Canadian comedian actor voiced Baby Animal Skeeter and Baby Bunsen during the first two seasons. That of man is He's a treasure. I right want him to bust yes. out that voice. Skeeter <laughs> voice. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen him do Bobby, but I want I want yeah. to see Skeeter. So now knowing that Howie Mandel is like a is apparently a, like OCD about being clean. I forget the exact term for that. Right? Do you think he hated putting his hand in that crusty Muppet? Do you think he was just like it was torture? I don't think he touched a Muppet. A, it was a cartoon. It was a cartoon, and I don't think yeah, he would ever touch. There's also live what? action puppets. Well, that's only in the Muppets Take Manhattan, right? It's a flashback. I, I think so. That's where it and starts. Skeeter wasn't there. Yeah, only she wasn't Skeeter. There. Okay. Okay. Sure. Fine. Fine. Uh, you want you want to who replaced the voice of Skeeter to make it real fucking yes. weird? Let's hear it. Frank Welker, voice of Megatron. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that guy has done. Hundreds of voice. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah, he's a legend. But like, who are these people voicing Skeeter? The girl Muppet. The little girl. The Muppet. little girl Muppet. <laughs> they have the, the little girl. The Muppet. scariest robot man they got to fill in. 
<laughs> I had um, really problematic. Uh, this this is a total segue. But um, for for voice actors, I found out that um, the person who does. If you guys played uh, Zero Escape games, the. No. Uh, uh, Oh, really? Um, so the, the Zero Escape franchise, which is like uh, Virtue's Last Reward, and then there was the recent one, which I forgot the name of, Zero Time Dilemma. It was very, yeah, it was a very complicated they're, they're name. They're amazing games. Um, and there's this really awesome girl in there, and her name is Fi, and she's just like, she's so cool, and she like, she's funny. Um, she has this great voice. <laughs> and and I looked her up, and I was just like, who, who does this voice? And I looked up that person, and, you know, down the rabbit hole from there, and she's the voice of Nanako from Persona 4. And what? I had really bothersome feelings because I love those characters very much, but I love them in very different ways. And I felt like being attracted to five, therefore by proxy made me attracted to Nanako. And then I felt mm. gross. Like, I was just, no, mm. you can't be both Nanako and five. I mean, I'm just going to, I mean, the Muppets have a bunch of really weird cast members. Did you know that uh, for a season, Sweetums was voiced by Charles Manson? <laughs> Not people will talk about that, that for a while it was just Charles Manson. I, in that costume you know what? I would believe it because he, he's sort of, he's sort of that way. Yeah, that whole episode Sweet of the Muppet Show. Real like funny, real funny, Chad. He had a mother and an unborn baby murdered. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh real funny, Chad. I mean, Sweetums did. It's real funny, <laughs> Chad. Because Sweetums put him in his giant well, mouth. Well, now we know what happened to Skeeter. Uh, I mean, she just made friends with Charles Manson. And This is a podcast called Goosebuds. Welcome to Goosebuds. Welcome to Goosebuds. We're a show where we talk about Goosebump books and give them the love that they so definitely reserve, deserve. Uh, I'm, I'm one of your hosts, Chad Quant. I'm Paul. I'm Dominic. And I'm... And we have oh, a special very do guest. Do I introduce myself? I don't know. I was like, do I just yeah, jump introduce in? yourself. Yeah, take, take, no, yeah, tell us about yourself. <laughs> I am Mika Harper, and I am uh, apparently very uh, aggressive. Um, Passionate about Muppets. Yes. And uh, I, I, well, I'm passionate about many things, including Goosebumps, obviously. Um, and I'm an independent author, and I mostly work in horror, so this kind, kind of perfect. goes up my alley. It's this is right up. This is right up your alley, because this is, yeah, we actually do talk about Goosebumps books. Uh, I wanted to talk about the, the Muppet multiverse for so long, but that's for another yes. podcast. Um, this is actually like a horror book. It is. <gasps> yes. <sighs> it's so good. So, it's so good. Yeah, you were really passionate about this book, so you must have you like requested this, Nika. Yeah. By the way, right? The, well, the first one I requested was um, "Be careful what you wish for," because I knew what a train wreck that was. Because it was my very first Goosebumps book that I never mm-hmm. read, and me and my sister God. read it in like you know an afternoon, passed it back and forth, and we're just like, I don't, I don't get what the whole thing's about, man. Like it just <laughs> did not. That was kind of the worst introduction that we could have had. But I, I had very good uh, memories of this one. And this was one of the few that I read as a kid that really held up. Like, this one is is primo of the bunch, I believe. This is a good one. Yeah, I had no memories of this one, and it's, like, the it's best so one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's honestly a really fun young adult book. And it's also a good episode of the TV show as well. <laughs> I will chime in with that. Has I, did anyone, yeah, this did anyone like, watch? Yeah, this feels like the one they could actually do. Yeah, this one's... It, it, the props are easy, except for the horse... I was thinking about the horse scene. I was like, they could that that got cut for sure oh the horses man okay yeah, oh. kids falling off a horse those horses let's talk about the horses because they're not related to the plot yeah. whatsoever how did those horses not come in there's two horses that they ride for a scene 
And and there's a, a moment where I went, I don't think R.L. Stein knows what the phrase means or the characters mean, where they go, Grandpa Kurt always called the horses uh, Betsy and Mary or whatever. The old, the old gray, gray mares. mares yeah. yes. I guess I guess because they're both old and they're right. both gray. And mares. I was like, yeah, those are th- those are literal terms. The, an old gray horse. Like, that's what a mare is. You dumb Chad, idiot. Chad, <laughs> like, this might be a good Goosebumps book, but there are some primo R.L. Stein writing moments in this oh, one. Yes. Oh, oh yes. boy. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there's a lot of jovial Bob Stein jokes <laughs> oh, yeah. in this there one. Are. There are. Actually, I, I, yeah. you know what? There's some decent jokes in this one. <laughs> Wait, which one was decent? Uh, which one was early good? Early on, Stanley has a misinterpretation of a certain thing. I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of Stanley's dialogue is uh, the way the kids receive it. I think. I think it works. I think it's pretty funny for yeah. most of the book. Hey, I have a highlight. We, okay. Can I oh, read one? Yeah, okay. go, 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 go. It's, it's, it's yeah, literally about this because I was like, oh my God, the, the writing is actually somewhat clever. Like I had moments where I laughed out loud and it says, uh, it's going to get pretty hot today, Stanley said, unless it cools down. A typical Stanley weather report. That one and was I just good. Loved yeah, it. that was. Yeah, the- I, I I enjoyed that. Yeah, Stanley, I, I feel like it tells you a lot about the character too. Stanley, if you haven't read the book, is uh, a character who lives with uh, uh, Jody and Mark's uh, grandparents. <sighs> yeah, he's a mentally uh, challenged yeah. man, and he's a fun character right. in this. Is he? No, is yeah, he, he is mentally touched, challenged, right? or is he just? No, a, yeah, in your head. This is my first question: Is when you pictured Stanley, how were you picturing? He's mentally Stanley? challenged. He he's. Because he was Lenny from Mice and Men in my Ooh. head. He's a mentally disabled man. He is. Okay. Yeah. He I, was like lawnmower I man. I consider him slow and weird. I don't, I haven't really watched like a lot of those movies or anything, but yeah, it was, uh, I, ugh. the weird part is that he has a kid. And so like, that's where's the what, that's what, yeah, he has a that's kid. What I thought. As soon as they mentioned he had a kid, I was like, I think that's illegal. Like, I don't know that you're allowed. Well, he did name the kid Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was also a big warning sign. Then a baby came out and he went sticks, and they were like, I guess we have to do that. He, put, he wrote sticks. it on the birth certificate. You're not even supposed to God do that. God damn it. <laughs> Maybe he's a really big sticks fan. It was STYX, but then he's just like, please, oh, God, no. That'd be so much. They were, still, they were still obscure then, so people didn't get it. <laughs> Did they ever talk Stitch. about sticks' mom? No, no, they never say anything. No. About they, 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 yeah, they do. They I, do consider the fact that Sticks had to grow up in this little house adjacent to the farm. Yeah, uh, with with Stanley, and mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds his his entire life, and they say he's been working for the parents, I believe, for a couple decades, right? So that means yeah, he's an indentured Sticks servant was born to, their, on that farm. to their grandparents, which is crazy. Yeah, it does it felt like? A centuries-old setup of like I feel like you need to be paying him and you're not paying. He was him. an indent- <laughs> he was an indentured servant and he took his revenge in this book. Oh, okay, yeah. Like I definitely thought about that too, where it's the idea of like, okay, so he lives there. Does he? What kind of work does he do other than just make creepy scarecrows and everything? Uh-huh. Um, but it, it seems rather like I get that you're a, like. How would you even talk to him? Like, or, or I mean, how would you define him? Is he a farm? Hand? How, yeah, how does that work? Hand. Yeah, I think yeah. he's a farmhand. Like he didn't do any is farm that hand the name work. Well, I mean that's that's revealed. And Why? do they just well, they cook for him and everything, and, and like and in turn he just does work for them and doesn't okay, get paid? Right, yeah, like yeah, what's yeah. the jam there? I think that's illegal. I think so. Right? Isn't that a Nowadays, it's, it's, you gotta give it's them indentured something. servitude, and it's what this country was founded on. Okay, so let's it not. Was, honestly, <laughs> it, honestly, yes, it was. Let's not talk about it in such a dark light. Oh, okay, so let's light. set this up a little bit. 
let's let's set the story up for a little bit. And yes, indentured servitude is a great system. We should do it let's more often. Um, let's get back to it, right? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is the story is Jody and Mark are going back to their yearly retreat to get back into nature, even though one of them has an allergy to corn uh-huh. and, and everything. Wheat. Yeah, they just and everything they have to spend time with grandma and grandpa, Kurt and Miriam, and like they're really bummed because everyone's acting weird. Yeah, like it's a I don't it's know a, it's a real, even more it's of a, a setup. Real, like bucolic like summer for Jody at least. Uh, what's the brother's name again? I already lost it. Mark. 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 Uh, Mark. Mark doesn't Mark. like it, but he brought a bag full of pandering items for the kids to love who are reading it. <laughs> uh, 30, 30 tapes, a Game Boy, oh, 50, 50, 50 game 50 cartridges. cartridges. <laughs> that kid's Holy got shit. a lot of games, and they all fit in his backpack. <laughs> Do you think he played and finished all of them? I think he didn't. I don't think he no, beat if you all played of them. Well, he was chased by Scarecrows. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, so like they're there, and, it's, and this is another one of the ones where we're finally going to enjoy where things actually things happen, happen right things happen which is better than just a bunch of dream fake outs there's a few well, this one has a lot of but, things that happen but there are tons of fake outs it's like fake outs three quarters of the way through i i, I oh, would yeah, say no, so i would say that the the really? in terms of the quota or like the, uh-huh. the, the the ratio it's far less than all the other ones this it's less than the other ones but when it hits it hits fast i yeah. will say i wrote down a note there is a a one page chapter cliffhanger that has two cliffhangers in a row of they're riding the horses yep. they see a scarecrow they fall off they wake up they see a scarecrow they pass out uh-huh. again and the scarecrow is also done. it was like a double scarecrow fake uh-huh, out yeah of passing out I and guess, waking up I guess, again i guess the ones like the seaweed grabbing her leg and like the grandmother holding the broom uh, and, yeah. and, and like those ones were the ones that stuck that stood out to me but i see what you're saying there was there was some real danger in this one there was a they're, they're told from the very beginning. That's a typical Goosebumps thing. Like, I would expect that at least a, there was the dream sequence, you know, obviously. Uh-huh. But I would say on whole, it was like a 75%, you know, success rate on actual fucking scarecrows coming at you. Like, yeah. real thing. <laughs> even, even if they get away, even. Okay, so there's a couple questions. First, how tough is the scarecrow actually going to I've be? I thought about that, Chad. I did. Do you want to know? Only, I mean, it could be magic yeah. hay. Here's what. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought about that though. If the hay is like sinews Here, of muscle, made them terrifying. Here's how you could have made them really scary, though. If they're like uh, evil dead plants, yes, very scary, Chad, uh, or evil, evil yeah. dead tree. I think they a missed opportunity in this was they should have, and this would have been a cool moment for the kid if the kid had the pitchfork and they were like, "I'm going to stab him and stop him," and then it doesn't stop it because it wouldn't hurt it. That's how you make the yeah. scarecrow scary: is that they're nearly undefeatable unless you set them on fire. They feel no yes, pain. They feel no yeah, pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's like one moment where one of the first scarecrows like maybe attacks and lays a hand on on Jody and sticks, poor sticks, uh-huh. takes the scarecrow and just throws it on the ground. And the scarecrow just stops dead on the ground like you got me. <laughs> I'm like, OK, so these things are these things are easy. They're training days. Right. Huh. I guess they could be strong. So I, they mentioned early on, right? The scarecrow walks at midnight is said very early two pages on. In, like, yeah. Two, three pages. Yeah. In, two yeah. pages in. Two pages in, Stanley is just like driving them to the farm. He's like, the scarecrow walks at midnight. The book told me so. What? What are you talking about? The book told me the scarecrow walks at midnight. What are you talking about, Stanley? There should have been an immediate conversation of like, let me see this book. Well, I love that this book <laughs> opens up with um, with Stanley driving them home. And Jody knows he's a bad driver. And she's 12. And she knows he's a bad driver. 
And and the yeah. parents sent their their farm. Which hand. means that when she was eleven, she understood that she was, he was a bad driver because that was probably <laughs> the last time he was she was in the car with him. Yeah, yeah. So it's even a bigger deal. So they do that, and then and then I love that like Stanley just immediately starts revealing his master plan like pretty early in the book that he's up sure. to no good. But they never. That's what's crazy is I loved it. They're just dropping it. He's, well, Stanley's a weird guy who always says weird stuff, and they just kind of have. A, I think they set that up pretty early on. They it's do, like, yeah. oh, Stanley kind of just is speaking nonsense all the time. Yeah, well, I, I think it's just kind of confusing is how much he said this book refers to this book. He calls it his that's superstition the best part, book. Chad, is he he calls it everyone calls it his superstition book? Which can I ask all, all three of you? Have you ever heard of a superstition book before? No, if it was like a farmer's almanac and it was super old, that would or like dope. a book of curses, like, maybe. But superstition yeah. book I've, back I've, in farm days, maybe. I've read some stuff somewhat similar. But I'm also more of the witchy persuasion, so like you can't count me for that at all. Was it called a superstition book? Though? No, it, because if it's if it's a superstition book, then you're automatically admitting it's all bullshit in there. <laughs> Why did yeah, we write like superstition book? book is what you would call a magic book if you were living in the real world and someone was abiding by the rules that the book had set up. Yeah, right. To be like, oh, that's my that's my simple servant's uh, superstition book. Right. Right. The connotation is that it's fake by the word superstition. Right. So he's just like, yeah, it's in my book, and everyone's just like, oh, that's Stanley. Oh, it's true. I didn't even think about that. It, but even <laughs> but even Stanley calls it his superstition book, which I don't. Maybe he doesn't understand what superstition he's means. He's also not so. very smart. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the second thing. But this book has everything. The, which which kind of makes sense. I I don't think he gives away his master plan right away. I think it's more he has the book right, and yes. but. To him, it doesn't show that he's doing anything. We don't know that he was responsible for these things. He might just be, you know, kind of savant receptive to it. So he could okay. see that these things are, are happening, but you don't actually know he's behind it until all of a sudden he's just like, yeah, I'm doing it. And you're like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it gets real fucking weird at the end. So because I feel like the middle part is just a bunch of scarecrow scares, right? Like it's, uh, you know, ride your horse through a place. The scarecrow jumps out uh, sticks. You're probably doing something. Scarecrows jumping around. Little fake out mm-hmm. stuff, right? I I don't know what else was in the book because I swear Stanley would be like, well, it tells me about the scarecrows walk at midnight and that they love to do it and it's it's their favorite thing. But also, it has like a nice recipe for like oatmeal. I feel like it was like that kind of. <laughs> there was something about a pine cone being wet and yep. uh, something. Yeah, like there was a pine cone. It's just like, oh, this is going to be a long winter, and everyone's just like, yeah, Stanley. Like, oh, Stanley. <laughs> I, I want to see the chapter difference between that. It's just like you know, finding pine cones and their associated meanings, bringing to death murder scarecrows. Right. Like, right. Oh, okay. I mean, like, that's that's the. I mean, this is really just what was in like you know highlights magazine for kids. All of these topics, like a fun way to get out of a maze. Does no one else know what highlights <laughs> no, magazine I do, like, is? I do. I only, do. Like Goofus, Goofus uh, would read the pine cones, and Gallant would bring the. I'm sorry, sorry. No, Gallant would bring the pine cone, and Goofus, Goofus would be the one that would bring the scarecrows to life. <laughs> Fucking Goofus, dude. Yeah. Fucking goof is bringing the bringing the scarecrows. So he's reading the book like the whole time. The kids are like, something's up. I'm pretty sure I'm seeing scarecrows moving. But also the worst thing is grandpa's not telling us stories and they're not making us pancakes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like all the warning signs are food related. The kids are definitely upset about those pancakes. I will say um, that's that is a bummer. The the only thing that I really liked is that the kids at least weren't assholes. Yeah, the kids this were good. The first book where nobody's True. a real jerk and the adults are kind of all right. Like yeah. they're not the whole go back to your room and stop yelling or whatever, like that kind of aggressive parenthood. 
Right. Well, the, the Mark gra- Mark is like a bit of a troublemaker uh, to his sister, mm-hmm. uh, especially early on. But like Mark's more of a piece of shit. I think to that's himself. just natural. I think that's just a, it's just enough. It's not like they're just being pieces of shit to each other. Mark yeah. hates Mark hates himself, and I can I can get a, I I understand that. You know, <laughs> I understand that <laughs> so. self love. <laughs> he just doesn't want to be there. You know, he's just going to be yeah. cantankerous no matter what. Yeah, he's a surly small child. <laughs> so just just to track the rest of the story, yeah. right? So. Jody and Mark are like, man, oh man, we're not getting these chocolate chip pancakes that we always look forward to. Something's up. Grandpa's just really sad. And meanwhile, Stanley continues to read a superstition book at the table, which I think is rude, but also <laughs> more and more that like Stanley is not of a mental mindset to be allowed to have a child and work right. with he, heavy he, machinery. He moves, he moves his lips while he reads. So, I mean, he's like right. Donald oh, Trump now. Worst. He's got power, right? So now <laughs> he's just doing Christ. whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's so. right. We, it's always going to come back to Trump. Now, <laughs> now the world we live in, we're all, it's this always going to come up. This is what the country did to everything now. Yes. For four years. Like every episode of SNL, there will be five to six Trump sketches and nothing else. Yeah, it's just... Uh. Nothing else. Uh, okay, because I, 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 I think we almost feel like we need to go to the reveal to explain the plot and yeah, why all this stuff is weird. I think weird. you're right. Sure. A bunch of stuff happens, typical goosebumps, where it's like, was that a thing? Wasn't that a thing? And sometimes it is a thing and it's eerie. But yeah. let's get to the nitty gritty because it's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Dom, would you like to explain it? Well, uh, it is. Uh, well, where do you want to start, Chad? Where do you want to? Where you? Where's the I, big? I, w- I would just like to go into. At this point, they've seen uh, seven or eight like scarecrow encounters, and Jody this, is like, Jody is skeptical the entire time. She continues to think that it is sticks. sticks. Yeah, right. And they've told, I believe, both Grandpa and Grandma, who have worried looks. They told Stanley. At one point, and Stanley is saying the scarecrow walks at midnight. That's not good. So they're all kind of aware, but then they're surprised to find out the scarecrows are still alive because it's revealed that Stanley used his obvious Necronomicon book (laughs) to to say a chant that made the scarecrows come alive and that he controls them. And then at some point, Stanley decided to, like, basically threaten the grandparents and say, you're going to take care well, it's of weird us because or Stanley it's it's sort of like a little bit like laid out that Stanley did it kind of on accident and then realized his power but th- but was scared of the whole situation so this is where it confused me because it was like he he's scared yes. of it he's scared of his own power mm-hmm. and the but he still uses it to threaten the grandparents mostly to make him cherry pie yeah. yeah, so this is what I was the problem with. There was no usage of the power as signs other than, uh, which is crazy, by the way, that Stanley doesn't like chocolate chip pancakes and prefer, he would prefer cornflakes. Well, they're, which they're, is both, insane. They're, both, they're both skinny people. Him and his son are skinny, and I think he likes to keep in good health. Jack. And as we know, okay. as we know from the last episode, mm-hmm. cornflakes uh, subdue sexual uh, urges, yes. and he is a very sexual man, as you can tell by his child. I had that same thought. <laughs> okay. I, had that same I thought. did too. I have a quote here at the very beginning of the book. This is okay. going to get weird. Please. Okay. You look nice, Jody. Stanley said, his cheeks turning as <gasps> yeah. red as his ears. Oh, How no. old are you now? Twelve. I told Ooh. him, and Mark is eleven. Ooh. That just upset me so Hold maybe on. that's can you, read the, the, can you read the next line after that too the freudian he thought slip. about it that makes 23 he joked the freudian slip stanley oh no I didn't he's gonna bang both those kids oh, it's no. gross it's real gross oh, no. and that freaked oh. me out a little bit 
that's bad. So maybe he's that's just the missing. A, he's just a, he's just a weirdo. Do you think that that's the missing the missing mom though? Like she was an unwed farm gal from somewhere, and she was like super underage, had a baby, and then like the parents just took her away and booked it, and then he had the kid. Interesting. Let me. I think I I have a special edition of this book with an extra chapter. (laughs) And and here's what happened. Uh, There is a prelude to this whole ordeal. And it's uh, Stanley. He's eating a bunch of apples, and he's got a bunch of apple cores piled up next to a tree that he's been eating. He's been eating apples all day. <laughs> and crazy guy. Uh, he's, he opens up his book for a read. He's all full, so he lays on the ground and opens up his book for a read. And he says, Is this the Scarecronomicon? The Scarecronomicon. <laughs> And he uh, he reads, he's reading out loud like he likes to, and he says a magic spell, and all the ac- uh, the apple cores, uh, they form a apple core woman, and uh, he uh, he makes love to her while while farting a lot because you know uh, apples will do that to you, yeah, and right. that was right. the conception of six. Wow, that's a weird, and that's a weird like Adam and Eve analogy with like the apple of like knowledge. Oh, and, and your name like is Cora. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. God. Oh, oh yeah, fuck. That was, that was true. Oh, okay. She's hot, though. That's really good of Earl Stein to write all that. really yeah. described her. Chad, I got the... Very or, hot. Or, Dom, I got the 2001 uh, reprint, which had a bonus feature, which was a, a hidden a <laughs> hidden scene that Stanley, where he had a scarecrow orgy he puts on. Oh, yeah. And he gets his... his, his he gets his, his body all, like, scraped up from hay. <laughs> yeah, like, I he only- put... I only saw fanfic of that. Can you tell me a little bit more about what actually happened? <laughs> I mean, well, I think you're going to have to pick up well, the, the special edition. I don't know, Dom. Do you, I, well, I, no, I, I mean, Ch- I, mean Paul, you, I did read that. Paul, I did read oh, this. Yeah, I, I mean, I you can't say. forget it, Chad. What happened? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, a good portion of it is just Stanley screaming, oh, oh, God, it's in my holes. Oh, God, it's in my holes. But it feels so good. See, the holes thing did play <laughs> into the fan art that I saw. There was, there was definitely some... I would penetration, um, but yeah. that's expected with DeviantArt. I didn't know it was actually written into the special edition. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a bonus yeah. feature. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the bonus chapter is called Hate Fever. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you're like, what's this about? What's this one about? <laughs> I can't believe R.L. Stein will be on our podcast. I can't believe it. I can't believe, I can't I don't, believe he won't I don't acknowledge understand. it. <laughs> <laughs> his, char- his simple character, Stanley, had sex with Al- an Apple Corps person in Hay. It's, it's just oh, I mean, I think he definitely made love to them in the barn, right? Like, And both the grandparents heard it the whole time, and they just closed the blinds as if that would block out the sounds. <laughs> and we're just like... God, I can't wait for our kids to get here in a well, week. Well, that's what they have here. a conversation a, a, after they close the blinds. They turn into themselves in the kitchen. They're like, "Is that how all the scarecrows came to life? Because he had sex with a bunch of." Hay? <laughs> and then he's like, "We're definitely putting him on the cornflake regimen." <laughs> That's true. That's true. No that's more, why he eats cornflakes. No more that's why he eats for that boy. No. No, no, okay, more, so. no more sugar to get them all wired up, ready for sex. But it does make sense. <laughs> why aren't there so many scarecrows? There are no crows. I, there is not, yeah. not a There's single no crow. I mean, they, got, worms. they got good scarecrow. By the way, that's why. Are, are corn worms a real thing? Yes. I don't know about that. Because that's yes. to that. I feel like there's like bugs. No, corn worms are 100% corn worms. Yeah, I, I know that, yeah. He's made a scarecrow okay, before. Listen to him. <laughs> I, that's true. He did make That's a scarecrow. True. I made a scarecrow. I, I, I looked at a corn worm. I had sex <laughs> with an apple core. <laughs> apple core woman named I'm Cora. I'm just so no. amazed. Cor- well, that- this was this was Cora. 
Yes. It was the same woman. <laughs> oh. Go on. Go on. Go on. Where's your child? Anyway, I, here's, here's where I thought things were going, okay. by the way. I thought the cornflakes, because I can't imagine why anyone, again, would want cornflakes over chocolate chip pancakes. I thought you were going to find out that they were being forced to eat only corn things now. That's because so the good. scarecrows needed Shit. a corn industry. Mm. And like to grow and further spread out corn and they could only exist in yeah. corn. Mm. So they like, we need to grow more. You must eat corn and become more mm. corn. Mm-hmm. But no, as soon as the cherry pie came in, I was like, that theory the is damn shame. <laughs> it's, it's just actually a uh, little bits of corn painted red. Just look like cherry. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, just corn. Great. Just, this is delicious. Uh, grandma. So, so just to, just to explore Stanley's uh, use of his power. Just remember Stan, yes. Stanley, not a bright man. Probably, I mean, he seems to look forward to food a lot. So, I mean, if he has power, this is what he's doing with it, is that he's getting the food that he wants. And he he doesn't want to be scared scared either. He tells Grandpa to stop telling scary stories. It's a pretty innocent power trip that he has. Did he Mm -hmm. say that I don't like scary stories? That's why I stopped telling them? Yeah. Uh, Okay, so there's at least that. Well, so so he, he... has control of the grandparents and he, he in order and in order to get the scarecrows to go back to sleep um he uh gets this agreement where he will control what he's fed and he he says the magic words to to break the curse or the spell and it doesn't quite work right because some scarecrows are still walking around at midnight well, that's that's what i was confused about was like it seems like stanley thinks the scarecrows are all put to sleep even though he also warns the kids all the time that the scarecrows still mm-hmm. walk but then sticks finds out and goes we can't tell my dad but but why this, like i never understood whole, why this they couldn't whole story, tell him. i think is about not being able to fully communicate with the people you love. And that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. But just seriously, though, this whole story is like, if someone just was a little more detailed in what they were saying, because he does that to Jody a bunch of times. She's like, he's like, I warned you. And he just keeps saying, I warned you over and over again to her. Yeah. If, he, if, he, sticks, just, if yeah. he just followed it up with the second part of that sentence about like why he was warning her, the, the whole yeah. thing's done. That we're finished. Actually, Jody might be the I, only good communicator in there. She's just yeah. like, there's scarecrows walking around and things are happening and you're acting weird. And everyone's like, oh, well, oh, we don't we don't talk I, I love about this book, this. but there's just a couple of times where no one takes action when they should like. So let's say you're the parent. You're the grandparents. Right. Uh-huh. First off, why did you even let your kids? Why come this did summer? you like, allow them to show up there? <laughs> right. Why just say don't don't bring them this summer. We have our hands full in the farm. Right. It, yeah, it's corn like, worms. Corn worms everywhere. Yeah. Just don't come. Also, maybe let's. Also, burn the scarecrows. Like, I mean, <laughs> right? Like, if they're only active at night, just go out during the day and flame right. them down, and you're good. Yeah, it's not like they're going to knock go, the torch out of your hand. They're just going to burn if they do. They were they were active in right. the daytime, though. That Even though they technically yes. walked, there were still a few that were like, you know, just little day trippers. They were going everywhere. I, I would <laughs> not trippers. have... I would be worried, <laughs> but I wouldn't worry coming out with a shotgun and hitting them one by one with range... And be taking care of yeah. it, and then I kill Stanley, right? I want to see the farm people. They don't do that. They're practical, right? Yeah, they don't ever snatch the book out of Stanley's hands while he's just reading it at the table and going, "I am the witch." Right. Now. <laughs> like they don't ever do that. Uh, there's a bunch of just, but like the plot. Once they know that the scarecrows are active, no one's really doing anything until. By the way, for some reason, Stanley started to come across as like Michael Richards Kramer to me, and I wanted to read this <laughs> okay, part. Let's hear it. Where 
where like they finally tell like you can't tell her my dad says sticks don't tell him he'll get real mad even though he clearly wants to know the sta- the scarecrows are under uh-huh. control uh and then as like a comment like, it's almost like a comedy beat after they've kept him from finding out, then Mark walks out in his scarecrow no, Chad, costume for a that's prank. A, that's a Quentin yeah. Tarantino moment of of irony and just and just horror right there. That was beautiful. Oh, I loved it, that. It, it, it would have been a Tarantino moment if Stanley had turned his gun and shot Mark. <laughs> True. That would have been the True. Tarantino moment. And you'd been like, oh, God, oh, no. It was actually Mark in there right. the whole time. That would have been like the hateful right. hate thing. Right? So immediately... Stanley now sees a fake scarecrow, even though there's been real ones this whole time. And he starts, the, the, the page just read like nonsense. He, it went like this. No, no, Stanley sputtered. He pointed a trembling finger at the scarecrow. It, it walks. The scarecrow walks. No, Dad, Sticks cried. But Stanley didn't hear him. Stanley had already dived back into the house. Sticks started after him, but Stanley reappeared in the doorway. As he stepped outside, I saw that he was carrying the big superstition book. The scarecrow's walk, Stanley screamed. I must take charge. I must take charge of them all now. His <laughs> eyes were wild. His entire skinny bodily was trembling. He started towards the cornfields. Totally crazy. Sticks tried to calm totally him down. Crazy. No, Dad dad and then and then they run they run into the field and then sticks just watches as his dad activates more scares like a throwaway line where she's like maybe the things he was saying froze him there and i'm just like wait wait a second hold on can you like I yeah, I thought I thought they were doing something weird where you're gonna find that their spirits went in the scarecrows or something because like, they were said cooler. there was two yeah cooler thing yeah. right there's a page in this book <sighs> um where it's just bad writing for a whole page um, <laughs> Do you have a page, it's page in mind? Page one fifty two in the PDF that I have. And oh crap! Let me. I, okay. I just have to read this page to you guys because it doesn't advance the plot, and I'm pre- I'm pretty sure maybe it's just a couple of takes at uh, the same situation. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. beside his father. He turned to watch the scarecrow's approach. What are you doing? He asked his father. We, you have to do something. They're alive. Stanley shrieked, alive. Okay, so then Grandpa Kurt jumps in. What does the book say? Grandpa Kurt demanded. They're alive. They're all alive. <laughs> And then we jump ahead. <laughs> Grandpa Kurt, Stanley, listen to me. He grabs him. Stanley, what does the book say to do? Alive, Stanley murmured. They're all alive. <laughs> They're all Stanley, alive. Stanley, what does the book do? <laughs> Grandpa Kurt demanded once again, I don't know, Stanley said. <laughs> but, like, but they know. What that, they know what at that, that point. What does that page do for you? Why, why don't you just pick up the damn book and read it yourself? <laughs> I, I really wanted there to be some explanation of like what the book was. I know I know the mystery and vagueness is sometimes the key of horror, uh-huh. but I, I really wanted the kids to read the book at some yeah, point and like cool pictures. see that it was like an old like you know hedge witch's book or oh, something. Man. Or I don't know, just like something to make the myth of what this is bigger and understand True. why. Am the, I crazy? The scarecrows. Or do they not describe the book at all? That I don't book think they is do. super I don't. powerful and cool. Shouldn't it have like a glowing cover or yeah. like something interesting yes. going on there? But they were just like, yeah, it's just Stanley. He's just reading a book. Just and then that's just old RL. Down. That's yeah. just old RL just like not selling another book that isn't a Goosebump book. He's like, <laughs> fucking, uh, yeah, it's a haunted book, but it does, I'm not going to describe it. All the video games the, you the guys want he, no books. <laughs> the way he described it. I honestly didn't describe it. I just assumed it was like an old book that had magic pages in it. And Stanley had torn out all the other pages and it just slowly over time put in like torn out penthouse pages in there uh-huh. <laughs> and just like and like wild scribblings of names for dogs, like just things <laughs> that he kept putting in it and making it his notebook. And at that point, the only thing left was scarecrow control. Uh-huh. Commands. It's my book. <laughs> it's my, my superstition book. book. God. So. 
they fight they fight the scarecrow. Well, the best part is Mark still dressed like the scarecrow controls all of them for a brief moment. And you think that's how, how it's going to end. Oh. He's running around in this thing, in like a perilous situation, uh-huh. when he had complained previously that he couldn't see out the eye holes, but he's still wearing the entire thing. Right. Like, if you're scared to death, the first thing I would do is just like, get the hell out of there. Yeah, ditch so that, that shit. That, yeah. So he's just like, oh, by the way, he still had the costume on. And I was like, wait, what? No. Yeah. Like- <laughs> right. I didn't understand. Also, they never gave a reason other than just because he looks like a scarecrow is why the scarecrows listen right. to him. Because, but it made me wonder... If it seemed like it should have been whoever utters the phrase controls the scarecrows or like they were going to do a whole thing of like reveal that Mark has the book in his hands. They're listening to Mark. Oh, my God. How great. Because even when Stanley has the book, he doesn't seem to want and have the scarecrows awaken. He doesn't seem to want to use them against the grandparents. It seems like he just wants to put them back. So all of his threats have been, you know, blocked. He's scared of them as well. He's scared of them as well. So the whole thing's just been this dumb charade that they're all doing. I thought they were going to be like, does that mean the Scarecrows listen to Stanley for a while because he's a dumb idiot that looks like a Scarecrow? Like, were they seeing him oh. in his, like, blue jean overalls? And, like, oh, he's, like, one yeah, of us. He looks like Stephen King in, uh, in what, what's that movie he's in? The, the horror <laughs> anthology. Show. He's a creep show, yeah. <laughs> he looks like Stephen King in creep show. They don't say that, though. No, that is interesting. I was wondering if he actually controlled them at all in the first place. Ooh. Because, like, he has a childish view of, of how to do things. And, like, right. if you had a special power and you were, like, a kid, what would you do? Of course, you'd get your way all the time. So it's just, like, I'm wondering if he's ever really believed that he can control them or if he's just using that against the grandparents because like hey you know free power i guess they were just like stanley put that back and he's like okay but he really doubts himself the entire time i think you're right because he uses them for childish things just to get his food that he wants yeah like you you what happened the first time to make it such to make the scarecrow such a threat and for, of course they would blame Stanley because he's the one who's going to be like, I read the thing in the book, but that doesn't mean you control it. So I have a feeling that he's far less powerful than he thought, but he's putting on airs because the preconceived notion that he is so powerful. Right. So when they tell him to stop this it, is he's like, the oh, problem. Sure. This is again the problem. Stanley uses his power for such shitty things. Like, if there had been a single moment when they described the nights where they just hang out, and Stanley gets to control what's on the TV or there's like a weird thing where like grandma has to rub his feet or something. Just like <laughs> oh. if, if he's actually no, no, terrible, Gross. but that would actually then maybe understand why they live in this state of fear. Like a, a box of cornflakes is two dollars. Stanley, they can just buy you cornflakes. Guys, yeah. not to double, need to not to double dip, but I mean, this is just like Trump, you guys. <laughs> please, please explain. Uh, he is scared, and he doesn't understand the power that he has, and he's just doing what he wants to get what he wants, and anytime anybody ever questions him, he's like, uh, I don't know, you sh- shut up, you're, you're lying, you're, you're, this is sad, you're bad. You know, I would actually consider a person for president if during the campaign, during one of their big speeches, they held up a leathery book <laughs> and said, this is my superstition book. <laughs> and if you don't if you don't vote for me, I'm going to make the scarecrows come alive. If they just said that probably gets my vote. That's well, that true. happened. That actually that actually happened in. Oh, gosh. What's the country? Hmm. Um, Europe. I can't remember the name of the country, <laughs> but their leader for a long time was like, don't try to usurp me because I will put a curse on everyone. And that's the way it was for a long time. Hmm. Hmm. It's a solid strat. It's a, it's a good strat. It really worked. So, 
So Stanley doesn't have any extra control of the scarecrow. Neither, mm-hmm. neither right? does Mark when they Mark does Mark, the thing. Mark for a second, and their first idea isn't make them all go up onto the the posts again and tie themselves up. It's take your head off, and they'll probably take their heads off too. Oh man, that would have been great because Mark could have sacrificed himself. He could yeah, have cru- <laughs> he could have crucified himself at the end, and then like Jody I mean, would have been like, she, he this- finally did something. This summer. He would get his own this chapter is the in first Scarecronomicon. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, if this is this a is... Disney movie, he doesn't take off his head. He starts dancing. There's a dance number with all the scarecrows. They lead him <laughs> to the barn, and they set the bar a barn aflame, <laughs> and mm-hmm. all the scarecrows burn. Uh, so what you're pitching is a little bit like the mask Cuban Pete scene. Yes. Where Mark, as a scarecrow, would start dancing to Cuban Pete. Uh, he loves that uh, Cuban beat mm-hmm. and chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom, all the way into the barn, and all the scarecrows follow him in a conga yep. line. Yes, and they burn it down. Yep. And then he goes, "Somebody stop me!" <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and then as the barn's burning, he goes, "Smoke it!" <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yes, and yeah, Flubber's right? there too. <laughs> <laughs> I could not shake. I don't know if you guys remember uh, one of the best of the scary stories to tell in the dark episodes or issue like little stories is of a scarecrow of the books. It's a little short story of a scarecrow named like Zeke or something. And it's <laughs> it's, ter- it's something that's like that. Name, right? And it like, and it stalks this bully. And then at the end of the book, you find out that like the bully's been turned into a scarecrow because his clothes are on a new scarecrow. There's like a jersey, oh, and you're what? like, oh my god, that's him. He got turned and like straws coming out of his neck. I kept thinking they were going to do that with like, we bought, we let you come here kids because the scarecrows need more scarecrows. So you're going to get turned into scarecrows or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So are scarecrows just naturally creepy then? Because like there are a couple um, stories about that. Another one is in uh, the scary stories to tell in the bark, dark book where it's about Harold, and that one scared the shit out of me as a kid. That's what, I'm think- that's what I think that's what I'm thinking of, the Harold. Yeah, oh. there's, there's, a, there's a Harold one from there, and then you said, you know, um, the, the Harold, show. Harold, the improv form, or? <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Stupid <laughs> joke. Um, uh, but, <laughs> but I have to wonder, like, why are scarecrows so scary? Are, are we crows? I think it's the corn. I think it's the, it's actually the corn, the corn itself. But it's such an easy like, you just, thing to do. Like, Well, it, it is just like an effigy, right, of like... Of a human. Uh, and a meant human. to be scary. I kind of yeah, think they're spooky. like wicker men, sort of. So it's like, you know, you kind of get that, like, that, like, idea of, like, uh, of a, a person being burned at a stake, kind of, from them. Yeah. Oh, that picture's terrifying. Oh, sure. That, that illustration is terrifying. Oh, uh, the scary stories to tell in the dark story? Yeah, all the oh, illustrations God. are, like, <laughs> horrifying. No, no. Right? Because... Ooh, I'm reading this. Yeah, I think it is. You're assuming someone's dead. I think that's... If you think it's a real person, then that's really... You know, scary. It's also bleeding because the ink... Yeah, and Harold's got a weird belly. I don't like his weird belly either. Mm, freaks me out. Yeah. So Well, that's a human flesh. So when I was a kid, like scarecrows just automatically are kind of creepy, which I think is actually a good premise for the book. I think that if this one like I'm I'm glad that this book was so well written right. as, comparatively speaking, let's yeah, put yeah, it that yeah, way. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, relatively. It's one of the better goosebumps that are out there. Um, and secondly, that the premise is actually pretty good. Yeah. It's definitely. not it's not a crazy cat witch person who shows up out of nowhere. Um, right, right. What was her name? Like, so, I don't know. I want to say like Sarah, Matilda. Oh, you're Matilda. from Be Careful What You Wish For? No, from a, from a, a Monster Blood. Sarah, oh, what was the yeah. cat witch? Uh, um, Sarah Beth Sarah or something. Beth. Like, it, it's not too outlandish. It's There's a weird book and, and scarecrows are actually walking. So I, 
and and the scarecrows are creepy. They're just you know legitimately they're, are. They're creepy because they're field puppets. So and field puppets are terrifying. <laughs> but it could be, it could be anybody. This is bringing it back to Muppets, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, here's here's my theory. If you put a scarecrow in a line of sight without any corn, not that no. scary. Honestly, like you put him in a parking lot and that scarecrow comes at you, you're like, get out of here, scarecrow. I'm gonna push a crow you over. wouldn't even be scared like, of him there. Yeah, a crow would not be. I mean. <sighs> If, you, if it's in corn, you don't know where it's coming from, and then maybe it can could get have really it's kind long of legs. Looming. Yeah. Like, just, they're very tall and yeah. kind of just spooky walking through. Yeah. Yeah. They're like three quarters of them are legs, and that's terrifying. <laughs> I, I, I think if, if Stanley had actually been evil, as much as I liked him being a conflicted character, he just was such a, such a dummy. If he'd actually had some sort of well, like, I've gone full evil from the book. I need to like continue to feed my blood magic. We didn't talk about the end. I'm going to turn you into. We didn't scarecrows. talk about the end where oh, yeah. uh, okay. he, bring, he brings a bear to life that's going to maul everybody. <laughs> yeah, but, but first, but 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 first detail is everything's resolved, right? Like they they just get him. How do they get him destroyed? Right? They it's set just, him on uh, fire. Sticks just shows up with fire. They set him on fire. Yeah, yeah it, those torches we saw earlier just sticks. burn him. Yeah, He's I really love the only they don't, meaningful one in this book. They don't take the book away from Stanley. <laughs> yeah. They let Stanley they keep the book. The next scene is like, we had breakfast the next <laughs> they don't day. Don't ever take the book back. You're right. They don't take they the book. They don't read break it. his lips so he can't talk anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, I was the only one in the other room to see what happened as Stanley got to mutter more words from the book. They should have been like, no, Stanley, we're going to get you something simpler. <laughs> You're going to read the Hardy Boys and like yeah. it. <laughs> Look, we, we got these all from the thrift store. They were a dollar. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Just enjoy something yeah. that's not going to kill everybody. <laughs> but he brings a big stuffed bear in the living room to life. And then I guess the bear just eats them. That's what I read it into it as. That's what I thought. Well, the twi- here's the other question. Maybe they said Would it that be that bad? Other than some sharp teeth, worst case scenario... The bear puts you in his mouth and it swallows you, but then you're just inside a big you're hollow bear. You're basically inside of a love sack at that point. Yeah, I mean, it has no <laughs> yeah, bones right? or muscle inside of it. It's basically like another scarecrow. Or digestive you acids can pass or those anything. Teeth, yeah, you're you're fine. Right. What yeah. if you wore it as a suit and you could just like walk around? And you'd be oh, like, whoa. Yeah, then you God. control the bear. Dude, you're like a... I'm the bear now. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean... We don't know what propels these. Obviously, they just seem evil. They're attacking everything, even though they haven't really hurt anyone. Yeah. They're just going to yeah. people. Maybe the bear will just come alive and like wander into the woods and live a normal life. That's how, yeah. I, we don't I like really that. know. Just, like, why why are the scarecrows doing what they do? Why are they evil? Well, yeah, we don't know. What, I wanted I wanted the motivation. Yeah, we don't know yeah. what they want. <laughs> yeah, what if if again if, communication? Can we start a communication, can we, yeah, can guys. We, this is a book about communication. All right, this is. I, I really like where that this is the actual theme now. Mm, it is communication. Uh, you know what the twist? If they had used the book. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, Go you know what the down. twist ending of the thrift store ending is, right? What's that? Like, Stanley, here's some books we got in the thrift store. Just read these. They won't hurt anybody. Just read them. Book on the top of the pile. The Bible. All right. 
So here's something that I've noticed about uh, the Goosebumps books, and I'm, I'm going to do the, the slow intro to this. The one thing that I always remembered from The Haunted Mask was that over and over again, the girl who wore it uh, said that it smelled sour. Mm. And that always stuck with me. And then in rereading them nowadays, the word sour always comes Mika, up at dude. least once a book. I thought that while reading this one, he said something yes. is sour in this one, and I was like, wait, that's it's like the milk of the way. cows has gone sour. Oh, the milk oh, of the cows has gone yeah. sour. That's one. Yeah. But he actually, like, this is, it's specifically in terms of when you're encountering something bad. So, like, the mask, she put it on her face and it smelled sour. She smelled oh sour my God. through it. Yeah. Um, I think that there was one in Say Cheese and Die. With this particular one, she gets attacked by one of the scarecrows and she said the hay smelled sour. Yeah. And, like, I, I was literally going to go through every book and find the word sour in them because I think in some ones it doesn't show up but in a majority it does and I'm wondering if it's like a certain key code that it's either either in his you know headspace uh, uh-huh. R.L. Stein's headspace he's like okay everything bad smells sour like uh-huh. everything in the goosebumps world all the monsters and everything they all have a funky goosebumpy smell Sure. Or it could be that you're finding the ones that are written by a specific person. Interesting. Mm. So it could be the special, more than anything else, that one particular word would link it. Um, more than the, the styles and everything. So, and it's a lot easier oh, to track than the other shit. ones. We need so to start. I, yeah. <laughs> we got we to gotta start like marking down the ones that are specifically sour. This is a sour one. I Googled this. Nobody's ever picked up on it. But like as a as a person who writes all the time and and having that strange, weird backwards memory that I did about the haunted Uh mask, of course, I've always had it more or less on the top of my mind. And so it's one of those like apparently nobody has really heard of it. Now, I happen to be a purist and I do think R.L. Stein wrote all the books Okay, because because some of them suck, like legitimately do. (laughs) And, And as a person who would pump out a book every month. I can totally understand how it's like, okay, uh, here's my book. I don't care. I just get, get it fucking done. Like that one's right. a trash book. I'm going to wait on the good ones. So it's more about the quantity that he does it. That makes it a little bit easier for me to, to grasp that he could write shitty books right. <laughs> because, uh, because of the fact that like, you know, the more you put out, you know, the monkeys and the typewriters thing. Right. So yes. If you create a whole bunch of Goosebumps books, a couple of them are going to be really good. The rest are going to be like, what? And um, there are a million Goosebumps books, so it's possible there exactly. is one really, really good one. And and I have a feeling that that he actually did. But I don't deny that there is a chance that he didn't. Um, and, and the sour might actually feed into that somehow. Now, that's nice. interesting. Together. And well, the mask, the, the haunted mask, is a good one. Yes, exactly. I think there was another one in Say Cheese and Die, and so which this was also one. This solid. one, this one's good too. So if, if it's a good, let's let's say it's this, not. It's not just in the good ones. It's in the shitty sure. ones too. It, it'd oh, be right. interesting if it was a certain. If there was a ghostwriter, that was their mark. That'd be really interesting too. Mm-hmm. What also may be interesting is if you're saying or suggesting that R.L. Stein has created like a uh, a horror note so to speak throughout the whole thing to say that like the world of his magic and ghosts and his books are tied to a sense or a smell like yeah. 
like Guillermo uh, del Toro, I, I'm totally going to have the numbers wrong, the colors wrong, but he said before that like the colors of the ghosts in his movies mean different things. And it's consistent okay. across all of them. Where like, I think red is like a murdered rage and like white ghosts are ones of sorrow and who died tragically kind of thing or whatever. It's like a code. Ah, so across all cool. of his movies, I, I might have Ooh. those ones, those emotions linked to the wrong ones, but like, that it's supposed to cross through all of his films, even if they're different universes to set a thing. So maybe just bad smelling things is Arl Stein's version of that. But specifically I'm ready. sour smelling. Sour smells. I'm ready. I'm ready to elevate this conspiracy theory to the next level. Go. Yeah, Who Go. is Sour Sally, the ghostwriter of all the Ghostbumps books? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, her name's Sour that, Sally? Like that's a garbage the pail name. That's her trademark. Sour Sally? Sour Sally. (laughs) Wait, what about the protagonists of the ones um, that are, are they female? Are they markedly? Hmm. Are you saying that like girls have a a sour sense? No, I'm wondering if that also uh, gives to, to the idea um, that there was a different writer. Oh, like, like, RL didn't write the female ones. Yeah, perhaps. maybe. Well, I, yeah. I think that he probably did in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Careful what you wish for. That's a girl. I don't think there was anything sour in that one. I've noticed okay. it All when right. it happens, and it happened more often than I was used to, enough to see a pattern. Um, but then the ones where I didn't, I would go through the entire book and be like, well, that was a waste of time. And then be like, oh, wait, did I see, is there sour in it? And like, I have these all on Kindle, so I can't actually go through and search for them. So I'm really, really wanting to actually huh. put together a document and then and analyze it all out to see how this goes. I don't think, I'm that nerdy. I don't think R.L. Stein was prepared for this level of, of like searching through his books. And I'm excited to see what the future holds for Goosebumps. Yeah, so next time he does another AMA, I can like pop up in there and be completely ignored. Yeah, don't mention <laughs> us. Don't mention <laughs> us. <laughs> I, I, Super we strength was nothing. No, yeah, we nothing. were joking about him not responding to us, but I, I think the whole uh, us saying that he didn't write half of his series probably had something to play into that. It, well, because he listens every episode. RL, how you doing, buddy? Really excited. By the way, RL's writing Man Thing. I heard, dude, Chad, that, thing. that confirms that he knows what X Force says, I think. <sighs> but, or, or, yeah, they announced that RL's going to be writing uh, for Marvel Comics a new line of Swamp Thing books. Yep. Uh, no, sorry, Man Thing. I always get him confused. Man, man, thing, man yeah. thing. Marvel's Man Thing. Yeah, Swamp Thing is DC. Man Thing is pretty great, though. <laughs> I actually say Man Thing's cooler because no. he can tell Mega Man Hero things. No, Man Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, man. they're both. It's just DC and Marvel taking their characters from the other ones. I think. I think. I think Swamp Thing came first. Yes, and he's way better. No, yeah, he's Man way Thing better. is like Man Thing. All all burn at the touch of the Man Thing, and he's like a cool. He's like a nice little plant man who likes good people, and he can teleport. That sounds <laughs> rad. I like plant men, but why is he a Man Thing? Why isn't he a plant? He thing? should. I mean, yeah, he should be a swamp thing already existed. He's a thing yeah. man. Yeah, he's a he's he's not a man thing. I think he's a thing man. Man thing is he's not thing. a Groot. Man Groot thing is, is man cuter. Thing. Man thing is cuter than Swamp Thing. Fair. Swamp Thing is like the Toxic Avenger, and Man uh, Thing's like you I'm haven't kind seen of like Swamp. Cute. You haven't read the saga of the Swamp Thing. I'm sorry. He, he's he's pretty cute a couple times. In Fine. There. there are okay, some cute moments. There are some very cute moments. Tom's right. Everyone has their moments, you know. Just but RL's writing. RL's writing now. We'll have to read them. Thank you for all the shoutouts, everyone on Twitter, by the way, who told us. But yes. So he probably. Do you think he either knew about X Force or 
I think he knew what he started, X-Force is. Or they approached him about doing Man-Thing, and he's like, comic books. At the moment when we, did, we, we didn't know if he knew X-Force, we were, it was early in the books, and we were wondering if he was trying to make his universe not have pop culture references. But in this book, he references Game Boy, MTV, and Nirvana. So but he's he, all he knew over the place with the references. I don't know. He, Sometimes he makes stuff up. I just could I see him, though. He, he's got some experience writing some plant monster people, though. Yeah, he no, does. Does. Stay out of the basement. Yeah. If there's not a stay out of the basement reference, I'm going to be real mad. I just can see him like he gets the job from Marvel and they let him go to the Marvel ar- archives to read everything else man things done so he can bone up a little bit. And uh-huh. he's like, what's this X-Force? I think I invented X-Force. <laughs> no, this yeah, is mine. What, what if he be only became aware of it because people were sending him letters going like, you like X-Force too? And he's just like, what is all of, okay, <laughs> right. I'll just go with it. Like, Thanks to Goose Buds. <laughs> we called yes. it out. We blame ourselves. We started it. We put it in the zeitgeist. You're welcome, Stein. God damn it, yeah, Stein just love us. Enjoy the job. Nika, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love your conspiracy theory, though. Thank you for submitting oh, no that. Problem. It's fantastic. I don't I've, do- I've been sitting on this one going like, sour. <laughs> like, Dude, I, I shit you not while I was reading this one because that word stuck out to me too because I was thinking about, I, I forget what the um, exact phrasing of it is, but I think it's I fell hard on my hands and knees yep. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I thought that too. That's one that's, uh, that it's, it's a lot in this. There's like, there's like oh. three moments of it in this. Uh, one of the other podcasters, Goosebumps shows, talks about that. And it's I, and sour, I, fell on your hands and knees. I believe another one is lit out a, a groan escaped my mouth, lips or something. Yeah, yes. That, and that's so this one to too. Die. Yeah. It came that out just as sounds it, it shitty, though. That's just like that's easy writing. Yeah, like, <laughs> but I mean, that's I, also it could just be he's using this yeah. as a phrase over and over again. And sour is his favorite descriptive word. It could be precisely, that too. but he he uses it in such specifically weird ways. And so that's what I was assuming. Um, but then I would think that it would be, you know, uh, everyone has their favorite words that they like to use a lot, and it becomes like a your your uh, vernacular is as it may be. Um, so that's why this one was, was so particular. I actually remember I wrote a poem, um, once because I associated a sour an indescribable sour smell with something that had gone wrong. And I actually wrote a short story and I said that like the girl's breath smelled sour and it was uh-huh. because of that. So like, because it had always mm. stuck in my mind. So somehow I learned that strangely sour scented things is bad juju. Just stay away from it. I like that. It's a good call. So, question for the group. Yes. This is this is a pretty good I say this is a pretty good horror story. It has some flaws, but a pretty good horror story. Uh-huh. Yeah. How how would you make this better? I already put mine out there. I think you got to you got to have the scarecrows be damaged in some way to show that they're not able to die. Mm, okay. I like that. Yeah. They're a little more indestructible. Yeah. I get that. I think you got to sh- have a scene where scarecrows are eating chocolate chip pancakes and enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, Son of a bitches! They come. <laughs> That's why we can't have them anymore. These fucking scarecrows. <laughs> yeah, the grandma. The grandma has to feed them the pancakes now to keep them at bay. And she's being whipped with one really long piece of hay. <laughs> one hay. One piece of. Hay. <laughs> <laughs> Or it's like, you know, bears at a campground where it's just like, if you start making the pancakes, then all of a sudden all the scarecrows will be like, oh, and you're like, oh, no, just get rid of them. They don't like cornflakes. <laughs> yeah, They're like, sick of corn. Yeah, the kids could have had a scene where they start making them in the back, in the like back room and in like the kitchen and then they see them coming at them through the door and they're like, no, we only cook corn in this house because the corn smell scares them. 
<laughs> interesting. Interesting. So it's like Wouldn't milk in Ernest, Ernest Scared Stupid. It's like milk to the trolls. Yes. Meak. So Meak. scarecrows scare crows. Crows are scared of scarecrows, and scarecrows are scared of corn. It's like how dragon type moves work on dragon Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yes. I've never understood that. I'm like, what? Doesn't make I sense. Wish, I wish some crows would have showed up. I would have had a scene yeah. where yes. they are bailed out by crows, where they wouldn't they, like, that you be know, nice? Defeat the head uh, I had a similar thing. I would have pitched not crows as great as that was. I thought the only reason we even introduced them. I thought Styx was going to show up and save them, not with torches, but riding on the back of the two old gray mares, and the <laughs> horses were going to eat all of the hay out of the scarecrows. Like, <laughs> the horses are just going to eat them. Yeah, but no, but they just like, chomp <laughs> down on them. Horses will eat anything. They'll eat them. They'll that's eat fair, the whole body. Fair. And then just like, yeah, you're eating them horses, and they just watch for about a good three hours as the horses lazily eat the scarecrows. That's the end of it. And then one scarecrow tries to get up, but he clops his ass. He's like, clop. Yeah, right on, right <laughs> on his sack head. Him. Yeah, on his sack yeah, ass clops head. Uh, that that would have been fixed. Nick, Nika, do you have anything? I would have more emphasis put on the book. Yes. Um, there's something about the book that is that is really special. And um, the book's interaction with Stanley in some way. I would like a little bit more pushed on that because there's a lot of question marks there also like again what do the scarecrows want well you can figure out what that is if you put if you figured out more about the book i think right. that that's the pin that would have held this together so much better um and it's a great book in itself like as for goosebumps fiction this is great um but if we wanted it on its own i think that would be the key point i mean if i was building the goosebumps marvel cinematic universe <laughs> this is be, this would be where you would say that the book was like you'd find out it's written by like one of the witches in another book or something. You're yeah. like, oh wow, crazy! This whole world's all smaller than we realized. And then Nick- you can you can kind of figure out like you know not just how it got there, but the the idea behind why are the scarecrows? Why is there that spell? Yes, because the other ones are all like, "Oh no, this pine cone is moldy on one side." Well, okay, right? Um, yeah, I would, I would have loved ones. if it was like a, a golem control spell. Like it was used by old. <laughs> what if all the what if all the spells druids? Just, what if all the other things in the book just tie back to like when you can use the scarecrow spell? And it's like it's going to be a long winter. You're not going to be able to use that scarecrow spell for like three more I, months. I thought about that too. As like if they just hold out through the fall, they kill Stanley, right? Like. Once yeah. there's no scarecrows anymore, like you, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Ben Scarecrow Stanley, has like, yeah. Stanley has three months at best to to let this ride out. <laughs> and I why personally, were there so many? Why were there so many scarecrows? Like there was more scarecrows than there were like rows of of oh, they, right. seem to hint that they did seem to hint that they were building more. Yeah. Remember that there's there's in it the barn. Like, they a scary find, scarecrow factory. Yeah, I was like, oh god, the scarecrows are making more, or Stanley's making more to up his numbers. But no, not really. What the dicks, right. man? Why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> or if he had made, if they had made a new scarecrow to fight the other scarecrows, and it was, and it was like, oh, and it was like real steel, and it's like we put oh. all of our favorite things, and it's like a big smiley face on it. It's like, go, go, Nathan. I called you Nathan, and like Nathan's no, his name is Scorn. Scorn, <laughs> go, Scorn, Scorn, the destroyer, get him, Scorn. And you just see like Scorn like rip other ones in half, and he goes down heroically. I'll oh, see god. your corn ass in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wait, 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 wait. 
Or it's like real steel where Mark is in the scarecrow and they animate it. So he's inside the robot, but he's telling him how to punch. Mm. So Mark, guys, real steel is like, okay, it's actually underrated. And Should he's I like, see that? Okay. It's like, all right, it's based off a Twilight Zone episode. No one ever talks about that. Like, it's a, it's a thing. But, like, Hugh mm. Jackman has to get into the robot. Oh, sorry. This is confusing. In the movie, they don't do this. But in the Twilight Zone episode, it's basically revealed that they... This f- is getting so convoluted. So convoluted. <laughs> right? wow. it, just went, it just went three layers. No, sorry. <laughs> Mark, like, the, the guy in the Twilight Zone episode, they get a fighting robot, but then the robot breaks down. So the dad's a former boxer, and he gets in the robot suit, and they trick the robot fighters into letting him think that the dad is not in there. So he's like, he's going to use all his pro wrestling moves. And then he uh-huh. gets his ass just kicked. And uh-huh. it ends on this bummer note of like, well, the dad's almost dead and we have no money to rebuild the robot. I guess we'll die. But you do that with, with Mark and the Scarecrow. Okay. Right? Okay. Mark fights inside the Scarecrow like a mech. And he's like, yeah, hey, punch, uh, a fork stab. Uh, yeah. And then they, and he kills them all. I love it. I'm really excited I think, about that. I, I mean, I mean, personally, I would do the crow thing, killing the head scarecrow. But then, but then, out of the corn, post credit scene, out of the corn, comes Cora, my <laughs> wife, <laughs> ma, 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 mom, mom. Crows come back, feast on the apple cores. Oh damn you, crow! <laughs> yeah, so, and just goes right back to the barn and starts like making new scarecrows. Like, oh. <laughs> so basically, a bride of Frankenstein solution. That's beautiful. These are all great fixes. That's I beautiful. love these. This is this is wonderful. We did it. We did it. Yay! We did it, guys. Yeah, I think we should wrap up the episode there. Guys, thanks again so much for listening. Thank you to all of you who always reach out and help us out. Tell friends about the show. We see you on Twitter. By the way, you can follow us on Twitter at GooseBudsPod. Uh, we always love to hear your st- the thoughts. Uh, we see people like uh, at the Rupal or at that Retro or TastyRC, Greg Gross, the Bionic Kraken, the Real Kropinski, Pear Strike. A bunch of you guys all telling friends about the show. Yeah, don't forget about at Scorn. Scorn, our boy. Scorn, our, yeah. our new boy, Scarecrow. The perfect boy. So, so good. He's only got like one month left, but we love him. Uh, It's okay. He can be reborn. He'll be reborn the next year. We'll we'll do the spell again. It's it's a thing. Uh, Besides, on Twitter, you can support the show uh, by telling your friends about it. It means a lot. And also, like we mentioned last time, we launched our Patreon. And boy, oh boy, holy shit, we are blown away by all of your guys' support. Uh, It means a ton. Uh, thank you so much. Right, that's like, amazing. Congratulations, you guys. Thank you. Oh yeah, thank you. Nika, you are also have uh, a Patreon. Uh, you've been at it a little bit longer. What, what's your Patreon? First of all, uh, it's uh, Patreon slash Nika Harper. So just my name, just as simple as can be. Um, and I mostly write uh, small fictions, short stories, little things along those those lines, and mostly in the horror slant. So if you like mm. spooky things, then go there. <laughs> it's it's pretty pretty good. We will we will maybe uh, ask you for some some hot Patreon pointer tips afterwards. <laughs> and that's indeed N I K A Harper, H- right? Yeah. Yeah. N I K A H A R P E R. Super easy. I'm also that nice. on Twitter as well. So I tweet a lot more than I, I should. Let's put it that way. So <laughs> I can attest to that, but that's fine. If you like drunk politics at four in the yeah. morning, do I have a Twitter for you? It's mine. <laughs> I'm the one. Uh, but again, seriously, uh, it means so much to us. For those of you who have pledged and supported us, we hope you enjoy the extra stuff. We're going to start kicking your way. Uh, we'll be recording our bonus for the $5 level uh, episode for you guys very shortly and can i just call it out here we're, i mean we're going to take care of it 
someone pledged for $100. for sexy pics of Paul. They did. <gasps> We're gonna I lobbed that out there as a throwaway joke, and you guys ran with it. <laughs> Holy shit. So we're going to make sure that's resolved in a way that everyone's satisfied. We'll figure and it out. We don't want nude photos of Paul circulating on the internet. <laughs> Sexy scorn cosplay. Sexy oh. scorn cosplay, maybe. Chillin' totally with scorn. Because then you just, like, it, it becomes, <laughs> like... Like a, a romance novel where it's like the the ripped up shirt is just like open and V-neck and like shows oh. your chest and everything. And, and Hayes coming out. And Hayes, <laughs> Hayes, Hayes coming out of the arms, but like the chest is bare. I want to be like, the ooh. I want to be the woman being held by scorn in on the fa- on like the romance novel cover. Oh, okay. I want to sure. be within sure. his no, arms. I like that. I like that. Yeah, uh, the photo shoot's also called uh, "Feeling Scorny." <laughs> That's also what it is. So, so it's, it's the horror. Sequel, the, the sequel yeah. to Scorned Up, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you guys want to go and uh, support, besides that $99 level, which will probably not exist much longer, uh, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash goosebuds. Thank you guys all as much for your love. Uh, what else? What else we got? Go to our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash goosebuds. Talk mm-hmm. about the episodes at Goosebuds on Twitter. At Goosebuds. Uh, what else? At Goosebuds Pod, actually. At right? Goosebuds Pod, Pod. yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to what else is cool. Uh, guys, uh, go please, uh, one more thing to plug, go please check out the Remember Hour on Polaris. It's something I've been working on for a while. Yeah. So, yes. Post-apocalypse uh, puppet show. We're putting out episodes every week for a bit. Uh, I helped write some of the episodes and created it. Dom did all the amazing illustrations. Paul sent spiritual energy. I had nothing to do with it. Paul sent spiritual Nika's just now hearing about it for the first time. Yeah, uh, and I'm fascinated. It's, it's a puppet show set in the apocalypse. Future, trying to understand what video games were back then and telling the wrong things. It sounds crazy. Check it out. Uh, It's very charming. But uh, go check that out on Polaris for the called Remember Hour. Hell yeah. Uh, Guys, any other last thoughts? Uh, I want to... I want to thank Nika for being on. Of no, course, I Nika. wanted to thank you guys. I was going to oh. wait until last. Um, I, I truly love this podcast so much. Uh, I discovered it kind of late. Chad, you'd already invited me on before I was like, what is this Goosebuds thing? <laughs> and this, I, I have literally read through all of them as much as I could because I ran out of books or like I had not read along with you guys and so i was like oh god there's like five more episodes left i have to read all these books before i listen to the episode and all this other stuff i've been listening along for ages and it is a complete pleasure to be here so thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure we'd love to have you back for uh, maybe for an adventure episode yeah a little adventure oh yeah we're due for one soon uh yeah again nika thank you so much what's our what's our lesson for this we need like a lesson to leave out on communicate (laughs) <laughs> talk to your talk to your scarecrow brethren. That's what we gotta do. It's what it's all about, kids. <laughs> and 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 if if someone's got a scary book, take it away from take them. Yeah, the book away. <laughs> take more books away. If books scare you, take them away and burn them. That's what we're saying. Yes. And, and if an apple hey, woman wait, comes hey. to life next to you, do not fuck her. Whatever you do, no, fuck her. Fuck her. <laughs> do fuck it. Her. Do it. You're gonna have a son. But Sticks was cool. He was cool. No, definitely fuck the Apple Woman. I'm wrong. Okay, burn (laughs) books, fuck Apple Women. Burn books, fuck (laughs) Apple Women. That's the lesson. Guys, thank you you so much. You can be a piece of shit and still fuck an Apple Woman and it will be fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's the lesson. Uh, All right, we should go. Guys, I love you all. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Goosebuds is brought to you by the strong, strong support of our members over at our Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash goosebuds to support the show. Some of our supporters include these wonderful people. 
Hollis Hornbeek, Alan M.K. Jenkins, Benson P., Asim Zaman, Evan Brower, Brian Fernetton, Kale Clinton, Mickey C., Fred Atkins, Nicholas McCaskey, Dapiao, a.k.a. The Cheese, Benjamin, Joe Casilla, Nick Hayes, James Romano, Glenn Eisenhuth, Blackbird 92, The Incorrigible Catface Meowmers, Fernando Espindola, Jacob Dow, David Cron, Jared Mason, Brian Wood, David Lee, Kevin Boucher, Will Scott, Zang Keefe, Taylor Dierks, Gabriel Garcia, Ryan Kolka, Derek Dalton, Sean Lyons, Nathan Dolzal, Kevin, just Kevin, Melissa McPhee, Cameron Murphy, Clayton C., Sven Stormbeard, Jonas Blatterman, John Jimco, Joshua P. Robertson, Grace Nickel, Paul Grasso, Mike Lantieri, Tim Healy, Matthew Sadler, Kyla Tharp, Ed Burdick, Nick Hinkle, Buddy Morrill, David Cole, Chris Birch, Aaron Manchester, Joe Scott, Joe Harbison, Heath Robinson, and the Ford Theater Reunion. Thank you all so very, very much.